Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Into the show, the North Shore Fishing Report. Glad to have you aboard this morning. Keith Lusher here, and we're going to be talking all about fishing on the North Shore for the next hour. Uh, Manchac to the Pearl River and all the rivers in between. Also, we'll touch on uh, the saltwater scene, Lake Pontchartrain, uh, Lake Bourne, and the ICW, that, that Mr. Go area as well. What we're seeing right now is, is a lot of dirty water with all the rain we've been seeing mixed uh, mixed with these fronts that, we're, that, that, you know, they're switching the winds around. Also, that pearl is high, uh, 17.40, and that's in, in the moderate flood category as far as the National Weather Service goes, NOAA. Uh, but hang on because it's going to get higher. Uh, their forecast is for it to get to uh, 19 feet at the Pearl River gauge this Wednesday. So the Pearl is definitely affecting the saltwater fishing in the area. But fortunately, we've got tons of rivers and bayous along the North Shore that are transitioning from winter into spring. Um, and you know what that means. Uh, the bass bass are spawning, the sockeye are spawning, uh, and that, that perch are or bluegill, that'll be plentiful along the shorelines coming up soon. All we need is just a little warm-up. Uh, we're just waiting for one of these cool fronts to, to not have enough energy to get down and bang, instant spring for us <laughs> in South Louisiana. huh? And later on, we're going to talk with Chris Basie to get the scoop on what those bass are doing right, right now. Uh, if they're up in the shallows yet or, or still staging, we'll get Chris's take on what he's seeing right now and get some tips from him on where and how to target uh, the bass in February. Those big bass are going to start popping up more and more in the reports. Uh, we've seen an eight-pound bass caught already at that uh, Pearl River Team Trails tournament over on the East Pearl. Uh, by the way, congratulations to Caleb Bodet on that fish. Uh, Caleb and Remington Populous teamed up and, and won that tournament over there at the Green Bridge on the East Pearl. Uh, a couple of Covington High kids there, I think 16 years old. So congratulations to them. But we'll have Chris on, uh, later on, and, and we'll cover all that and, and the bass fishing scene here on the North Shore. Also, later on, we're going to have Ray Miller on. He's the sucker leg killer. Ray's going to fill us in on uh, that transition that we're going to see as far as sockeye fishing goes. Ray likes to target those deep water sockeye in the main rivers, um, jigging straight down and 20 feet of water, but it looks as if Ray's going to have to move on up to the shallows and, and become a bank beater soon with the, with the crappie spawn right around the corner. So if you're a sockeye fisherman or just looking to start sockeye fishing, Ray's going to join us, give you some tips on catching sockeye on the North Shore. 
Okay, I had a chance to attend the Speckle Trout Assessment Meeting Thursday night at uh, Flatdale Municipal Auditorium. Uh, I was very impressed with Jason Adrian's presentation. Uh, I was also excited to see them uh, getting feedback from the attendees at the meeting. Uh, Louisiana Sea Grant handed out those little clickers that were connected to Jason's laptop, and we were asked numerous questions. Um, where we fish, you know, how many trout we caught, if we think speckled trout fishing has gotten worse, so on and so forth. But the main takeaway I got from the meeting is the overwhelming sentiment from the audience that these low numbers aren't all due to uh, overfishing and that the department really needs to take a look at the uh, the freshwater diversions that are taking place throughout southeast Louisiana. Uh, there were numerous charter captains that came up and spoke and Look, to me, they've got nothing to hide. They don't have an agenda there. Their only agenda is to make fishing better. Uh, that's their livelihood. So when they say that it's the freshwater diversions causing these numbers, I have to agree with them. Uh, now, there were some allegations that the department has already made up its mind and, and all these, these meetings and to make folks think that, that uh, you know, we have a say in it. I, I don't know about that. I, I just don't know how they would benefit from that. But uh, I've been accused of being gullible before, so maybe that's the case. I just don't see why they they would go through all of this just to lower the creel and the, the uh, increase the size limits for no reason. But we'll see. We've got a few more months to go before the commissioners make their decision, and we'll go from there. Okay, i got a tournament here to mention. The ninth annual Aidens Foundation of Hope Fishing Tournament will be held on Saturday, March 7th. Uh, Blast-off will be at the East Pearl River with weigh-in being held at the Blind Tiger Restaurant in Slidell. Uh, all those proceeds go to the Aidens Foundation of Hope. So a good cause right there. Aidens Foundation administers to families that have lost a child, and they've really grown that thing since its inception. So hopefully that pearl comes down before, before so that, that they can have some good conditions for the tournament. Okay, let's get to the break here, but uh, when we return, we're going to check in with Captain Andy Jones of Wicked Charters, and he fishes uh, the Lake Catherine, Lake Pontchartrain, and Lake Bourne area. Uh, so we'll get a report from him and see where he stands on this speckled trout uh, situation. So stick around. You're listening to the North Shore Fishing Report on More Outdoors, 105.3 HD2, or streaming live at DonTheOutdoorsGuy.com. Grab a hot cup of coffee on this cold morning, and we'll be right back. All right, welcome back to the show, the North Shore Fishing Report. Leading off, our guest this morning is Captain Andy Jones of Wicked Charters. Andy is based out of Mandeville and not only fishes the Lake Pontchartrain area, but ventures east, uh, west into that Lake Bourne, Lake Catherine, and ICW, and uh, Mr. Go as well. Uh, a lot of water that I mentioned there, uh, but, you know, we've been getting some reports, some really dirty water so far this month. Uh, the Pearl is scheduled to hit 19 feet this Wednesday, and it's going to be pouring that cold, fresh, muddy water into Lake Bourne. Uh, we've had winds switching all over the place this past two weeks, and with the cold fronts coming through, well, that's hampered things as far as saltwater fishing goes in the area. But we're going to get to Captain Andy Jones right here and, and see if he's been able to find some clean water anywhere. Good morning, Andy. Good morning, Keith. You staying warm? <laughs> oh, man, I'll tell you what. We got a little glimpse of spring early on uh, this month or in late January, and then it kind of slammed the door on us with this cold weather, huh? Oh man, unbelievable! Uh, it, it's this time of year. This is kind of kind of how it goes for us, mm-hmm. and you can be uh, mm-hmm. shorts and t-shirt one day, and wake up and you need a a snowmobile suit the next. 
Yeah, I tell you what, yeah, grass is popping up everywhere. Starting to see piling, but uh, and that that air temperature is not saying so. It looks like we got another cold week coming uh, next week too. But Andy, let's uh, let's jump right in. I know the weather, you know, it's been a challenge, but uh, you've been able to find any clean water along North Shore, or maybe down into Lake Lake Bourne or Catherine. You know, it's interesting, Keith. Um, there are still some fish around uh, from the Wrigley's, even all the way down to the Trussells, believe it or not. Uh, and if you're looking for some different species ducking into uh, Bonifuca and Lacombe area, there's still good catfish, uh, sockeye bass to be had. But uh, it's amazing how quickly things change. Two weeks ago, we pretty much ran the causeway all the way up past Lakeshore State, and the water was just terrible. Couldn't find any good pockets. Um, really struggled. I think, uh, I think on the day we caught four or five fish. Um, snuck back out this last Tuesday before this weather got real bad, and uh, we actually found some nice redfish in those same areas. So uh, the numbers weren't great, but it, seeing the redfish there again got me a little bit excited. And, um, you know, you really got to hunt that good water, and that, that's the key. And with all this Pearl River, it's going to be more of a challenge, but fish are still there in some pockets. Yeah, it's all about finding the clean water. That could be a challenge. Andy, the Pearl River, man, it's awfully high. Uh, give folks an idea of what we're dealing with as far as fishing in Lake Bourne goes, uh, because Lake Bourne, it's fast. And I just want to get a picture of how that river at this level affects uh, Lake Bourne when it gets high. Well, you know, a lot of times people are just they're better off running to the marsh at that point. Uh, sometimes mm-hmm. it can, you know, it just gets that bad. And we've seen that the last couple of years. Um, it, it just is really, really makes it tough. And, uh, you know, there's, there's no doubt about it. That fresh, muddy water just makes fishing conditions. It just makes it tough. That's the bottom line. Um, the good reports coming out of there, if you want to run that far to the marsh, uh, you know, there's some other areas between, um, you know, Shell Beach has a few spots. I mean, it, it's just, you really got to go out and hunt, but, Man, when you're dealing with this kind of weather conditions, it makes it tough for sure. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Sometimes it's just best to sit down and open up the tackle box and clean it out and get everything in order, huh? Get ready for the next yeah. round. I mean, some days the weather's just not going to allow you to do anything else, um, you know. Uh, but there are still some fish, but you really got to you got to really hunt them. Mm-hmm. Uh, bridges. Andy, uh, Trestles, Causeway, let's get to those. Anything on the bridges? I know I can just about rule out the Causeway. I know you, you frequent that Causeway just to see if anything is on it. Uh, you probably got a better chance with the Trestles right now, huh? Trestles definitely had a few more fish. Um, you know, and again, it just depends on that day. You see that, that dirty, you almost know it. Uh, you know, when you get out there and, and you can see that pearl pushing through there, that water's real bad. It's just not going to be good. But if you can uh, catch an area or two that's still kind of clean, um, you can still pull some fish off of there, definitely. Yeah, Andy, we had a new member sign up. He's straight out of Texas. He's looking at videos. He wants to cash in on some of this trout fishing on the causeway. He was going to head out yesterday, and I had to warn him. I said, man, I said, look. Things are changing on that causeway. Uh, it's all due to the, the results from the uh, spillway continuously being open every year. 
I said I would hold back on that. Maybe if you're into sockeye, do some sockeye fishing. But um, he 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 posted. I, I keep hearing about the epic trout fisher on the causeway when it gets cold. <laughs> he asked, "When does that happen?" You want to address that for me? <laughs> what? Well, unfortunately, this year it did not happen, uh, which, you know, kind of is a real concern. Um, don't know why uh, it was a complete shutdown. We all have our theories on it, but uh, we poked around. Um, I went hard two weeks ago out there and gave that bridge everything that we possibly had just to see what was going on. The water was terrible at that time. Again, the thing around here is you can go from a super bad day to the where the water will clear up a little bit. But uh, as far as trout go, um, you'll know if there's fish on that bridge because you'll have you won't be able to park at that Jackson Street launch, and it's been wide open. Uh, uh-huh. You just go pick your spot. There's just you know, unless people are out there recreational boating, you're just not seeing the fishermen. Um, it's unfortunate, and I hate it for that guy because yeah, those were definitely some of the best trout in the state at one time, <clears throat> you know, will it bounce back? I don't know. Uh, is it concerning? That's one of the most concerning things to me is just the complete drop off of that fish. And it's pushed South. Uh, you know, you can still catch them at the trussels quality. I thought was down a little bit this year. Those fish are not quite as big as what we've seen, but yeah, I would tell them to, I would tell them to look, uh, look to the East a little bit uh, for those trout. And once this water cleans up a little bit. Yeah, you know, Andy, we were talking about quality of trout on the trestles this year. It seems to be going, uh, you know, heading south. What about the uh, the reports out of this speckled trout assessment meeting? They're showing that this is an overall South Louisiana thing, that the fish are just getting smaller and smaller. We're losing those big trout. I think that could be the blame and, and not just – focusing strictly on the north shore i think it's the bigger picture i think all all across the state these fish are getting smaller you know we tend to focus in on trestle trout as those fish live there (laughs) they're just getting smaller but i think you know for the most part these these fish travel around and they're and they they locate around southeast louisiana and they do move but i think we're suffering when when we say those trout on the trestles are are getting smaller i think that's reflective of the whole state you know well exactly and you know everybody's experience is different you have guys that have haven't fished here as long and you have guys that have fished here longer depending on who you talk to and i mean you talk about the size of those fish in years past what we're looking at today um, definitely something's, something's going on. Um, I've talked to guys, oh man, I had a great, great season on the trestle. Well, well, how many days did you fish it? You know, uh-huh. well, they look uh-huh. back, you know, you, you know, four times out on the bridge is not a season, you know, you might, you might've had great days. Uh, but those, those fish definitely, um, in my opinion are smaller than what we've seen in years past. The numbers, uh, you know, it's it's questionable. We had some good runs. I don't think the run this year was as long over here. Now, out of Shellmet, uh, over at the Wall, this is probably one of the longest runs I've ever seen over there in that area. So uh, it's just hard to tell. Yeah, that area has really been good. Um, Andy, I had a chance to attend the Speckled Trout Assessment meeting over there in Slidell this past Thursday, and I heard from a lot of anglers on what they would like to see as far as I could tell. Uh, it's not a matter, you know, of this thing, 
it's not a matter of if it's going to happen. It, it looks like it's going to happen. Uh, I'm just curious to see what you think about this whole thing and as being a charter captain and what your feelings with this. Well, I'm glad. I'm really thankful I don't have to make that call. <laughs> and, uh, you know, I'm hoping that there's guys that they're using the data, they're they're getting uh, the information that's correct, and, uh, you know, if it's something that needs to be done, then we're doing it the right way. Um, I've seen a lot of – I get really frustrated when people start just giving smart aleck, you know, responses or – uh, you know, that stuff doesn't do us any good. We've got to have people that, you know, common sense approach to it. Um, and hopefully, you know, we're going to do something that's better for the fishery overall. And, uh, you know, attacking each other doesn't do any good. So yeah. uh, as far as to answer the question, Keith, I honestly, um, I am concerned about our water quality. Uh, that's a big issue for me. I've seen a definite decline in in the fishery on the, especially in the west end of the lake. Um, what that answer is, though, I don't know, and I don't know if they're going to, you know, what I think it is with the freshwater. I don't know that they're going to fix that or change it. So, uh, you know, again, like I said, I don't. I'm I'm just thankful I'm not the guy making that call. Yeah, yeah, and I think what you said is key. You know you don't have an answer because we really don't know what the cause is. I mean, this, this whole assessment doesn't, it doesn't take into account all the freshwater diversions. So, I mean, yeah, if you look at the numbers like this, yeah, they're pointing down, but, but to say they're overfishing, you know, it could be, but we just, I just don't think we know. And if we don't know the, the cause, how are we going to know, you know, the fix to it, but Hey, they've got their, uh, their work cut out for them. Hopefully they, they land on the right decision and we get, get this speckled trout population back up, you know, here in Southeast Louisiana. Um, Andy, let's move over to the big fish. <laughs> I know it's cold right now and you usually typically uh, target those big fish over the summer, but uh, you got any plans coming up, any trips coming up for the, for the big fish, the big gar, the big gar? Uh, man, you got to be adding big catfish to your list pretty soon, huh? <laughs> yeah, no kidding, right? Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, we're definitely, you know, that's one of the things we're looking for is when we're, when we're running those big scouting trips over here and all the way out, we're looking for signs of, uh, you know, the alligator guard to start moving back and, uh, you know, bait fish and the, the big bull reds. Hopefully we're going to see a good bull red run this year. Um, I've seen some, some encouraging things out there when we've been fishing. Uh, you know, we it's just it changes so quickly from day to day. You know, we'll get on a nice little pocket of redfish, and then all of a sudden, you know, you won't see them again uh, in the same general area. So, you know, baits moving around, fish are moving around, but um, you know, we're optimistic, and and we think uh, I think it's going to be good. Uh, the redfish didn't seem to be bothered by that fresh water last year at all. So, <laughs> as long as the baits there, I think those those reds are going to come on in. Yeah, and I think that's just reflective of the the redfish population. You said they weren't bothered, but if you have more and more um, redfish, they're just going to be popping up everywhere. I think I think we are locked and loaded for redfish, and I hope they don't change anything as far as that's concerned. Um, even yeah. even going up with the limit, I don't think they need to touch it. The, the redfish is just man, we could just depend on that. It saves us for a lot of trips, you know, especially when we're looking for speckled trout. We, we can. We can go to Plan B and catch some redfish. That's pretty a pretty nice option. It is, and and you know people love. I mean, that's you talk about getting that number right, and I agree with you. Uh, 
know, people want to go out and catch some fish, and there has been no shortage of those reds, uh, you know, over the last few years. Like you said, they've basically saved saved the fishing with the with the hit we've taken on the trout. But um, yeah, that it's really nice that everybody can go out and definitely you know get a few redfish every time, and uh, it, it sure makes it it keeps it fun. Yes, absolutely. And you doing any fishing this weekend or, or coming up this week? We are. We'll be out this afternoon. Um, you know, kind of wetting this sun. <laughs> Hopefully, it'll warm up a little bit, and then yeah. uh, we'll kind of see. It looks like up until it's going to be pretty cold. Looks like we're going to have some high winds on Wednesday, uh, which you know this time of year, and that's as part of the deal with the cold and the rain. Is of watching the other thing is the wind. So, uh, as it as Mother Nature permits, we're going to get out and 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 keep looking for them. Absolutely, right, uh, Andy. We it looks like we got a colder February than we had a January. To me, I'm not the one the numbers, but man, it's been cold this this month. <laughs> it, re- it, re- it really has. It really has. Okay, Andy. Great talking with you this morning. I uh, look forward to talking to you more as, as you know trout come back and things seem to warm up. You're going to be having your big fish coming up soon. So, Andy, we got Ray yeah. Miller coming up later on the show. Uh, that sockeye spawn is, is on the cusp of cranking up. Uh, you going to be doing any sockeye fishing this spring? You know, I'm going to hit Ray up. I'm going to hit him up again and go with him. <laughs> that was an absolute blast. Uh, nice way to change things up. Uh, you know, so if these, uh, but if, if the indicators are, are good, like what we saw on Tuesday with those redfish, I have a feeling I'm going to be a little bit busy uh, chase those reds, but I definitely want to make another trip with him. What a blast that was. And, you know, it just reminds me of how fortunate we are here with all the great, great different fisheries that we have. Absolutely. All the options we have stick around for him. He's going to be on at, uh, eight So listen in to get some, to get some tips from Ray. All right, Andy, uh, where can people find you find some more information about booking a trip with you? Yeah, you know, go on uh, North Shore Fishing Reports, the easiest thing. Click on our banner, hunting the Kraken right there, Wicked Fishing. And uh, while you're there, take a stroll around. Definitely the best page in the area. Uh, the nicest people, I'll tell you what, just guys that are willing to help. And uh, nobody passes judgment. It's just a great site, and I think people will love it. All right, Andy. Thanks so much for joining me this morning, man. And you stay bundled up and go find them redfish. <laughs> you got it, Keith. You guys have a great weekend. <laughs> All right, Andy Jones right there. Wicked Charters out of Mandeville. Always good to check in with Andy and hear some reports in the Lake Pontchartrain area. The ever-changing <laughs> Lake Pontchartrain area, huh? Okay, let's get to the break right quick. Uh, when we come back, we're going to talk with Chris Basie. Chris is the tournament director for Bass Assassins, and he does a lot of bass fishing on the North Shore. So, We'll talk to Chris and get some tips for fishing, uh, the upcoming spawn, uh, where to target these fish, and what baits to use. Keep it tuned right here for more North Shore Fishing Report. And welcome back to the show, the North Shore Fishing Report. Up next, we're going to talk a little bass fishing. Up next is Chris Basie. Chris is the tournament director for Bass Assassins Tournament here on the North Shore, and he's an avid bass fisherman here uh, along the North Shore Lake Pontchartrain. He also has got a show called uh, CB Bassin that can be found on YouTube. He has uh, tutorials about bass fishing, uh, tips, tricks, uh, how-tos, and tournament vlogs. Uh, and you can find that on, on YouTube as well. Just Google that. So Chris joins me right now. Good morning, Chris. 
Good morning, Keith. How you doing on this cold morning? Doing pretty good. Any fishing today, Chris? No, I'm at work. I'm in a nice warm shop, actually. Looks <laughs> 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 we had a sound effect. Yeah. Yeah. Chris, the tournament seems cranking back up. A uh, uh, new season has begun. Uh, the 2020 season, but. Hey, you guys had your 2019 Classic recently over on the Pearl River. Talk a little bit about that, if you don't mind. Uh, who ended up winning that? Oh, uh, Paul Pye ended up winning that one with just under 11 pounds. And, uh, you know, it, this season started off just like last year, high muddy water and cold weather. So I guess we're back to, the, to 2019 all over again. Yeah, you guys had a, a recent – tournament on to kick off the 2020 season a regular tournament that was on bayou lacombe huh right so yeah that's right. pretty good actually uh shane dugan won that one with 10 pounds eight ounces with a five eight kicker so that one went pretty darn good kicker, okay yeah that's what you got to pay attention to right now when you start seeing those big bass you know that spawns coming up um we've seen mm-hmm. another big fish i don't know if you've been paying attention but that pearl river team trails mm-hmm. tournament uh, over there yeah. on the East Pearl, Caleb Bodet won that with a, a 8.1 pound bass for that East Pearl yeah. tournament. And man, yeah. when you put fish like that in your bag, <laughs> you're most likely going to yeah. win. Uh, and I'm Caleb looking at and, his picture. I'm looking at his picture on your website there. He sure got that Charlie Duzak face when he's holding it out there. You saw that? <laughs> yeah, you got to have that mean mug, man. You, you got to gotta yeah. let him know you're coming for him, even if you're 16 no. years old. <laughs> <laughs> That's a heck of a fishing thing. Intimidation. Intimidation in that tournament world. Boy, I tell you what. <laughs> Just like you out in the morning before the blast off. <laughs> yeah, hey, I want the next person trying to spread the word. The next person that wins the tournament, I want a big old happy smile on their face. <laughs> <laughs> that, that won't look right. That's not, that's not a natural. <laughs> it's not natural, huh? They look, they look like a pit no. bull. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Chris, once again, man, you know, that youth is coming forth, uh, you know, winning the tournament. And, look, this, this tournament, there are some sticks out there on that East Pearl. You've got Mark Moore, you know, Charlie Duzat, Steve Hadley, uh, who else? Jay Breland, Morgan Schutte, names that you just don't beat very easily. Um, so when you see these names pop up, uh, this is the future right here. You, you know, Caleb Bodet, Remington out there, Trenton Pittman. Yeah, you see a lot more and more of these guys' names as they grow older. Um, some really yep. young anglers winning these tournaments. If you take both of these guys, Caleb and Remington, combine both their ages together, I think you get a whopping 32 <laughs> years combined. <laughs> so how's that for making you feel old, huh? <laughs> and Mark Morris, they got well over that just in fishing experience. <laughs> Chris, let's talk a little bit more about the Pearl. Uh, it's very high. We'll no doubt be tournament canceled. Tournaments canceled here uh, in the near future. Uh, as yeah. the tournament director, when do you make that call? When when is that Pearl River area too high to fish? <laughs> well, right about now. If we draw it right now, I'm gonna make the call right then and there. <laughs> but it's what well, you said. 19 foot. It's going to. Uh, I mean, that's yeah, ridiculously high. Yeah, it's 17 now, 1740. It's looking to hit 19 by Wednesday. Yeah. Uh, now, I, you know, I've had some issues like Chifuncta when it came up really quick, like overnight, and I've had to just start scrambling and calling people tonight before and say, look, we got to postpone this because it's it's too high. Uh, but for the most part, the, the West Pearl, you can kind of judge it. 
you know, you can see it coming up a long time out. And usually when I draw, I think I even asked him on the Bay of Comb tournament, should I even leave Crawford's Landing in this draw? <laughs> I don't think we're going to mm-hmm. push it. <laughs> what was the answer yeah. to that? They said leave it in there. I don't know. I, it, we, we luckily we drew Bayou uh, Liberty, so we're not going to Crawford. Okay, <laughs> uh, that's a safe. Yeah, that's safe around this time. That's a good. That's a good draw there. Yep. Um. Well, let's get to the bass fishing scene, Chris. Um, we're looking. We're looking. Uh, for you know, we're looking for this spawn. We're going to see these big bass popping up. Uh, are these fish in the shallows yet? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, in Lacombe, I found them shallow they're really really skittish right now which is typical uh but yes the males are moving in there's a lot of them up there and you know with this it's a beautiful day today but unfortunately it's not good for fishing uh but with if it stays sunny for a while longer it's going to really start moving up more of them and i look for probably tomorrow you'll be able to catch a lot of fish if it you know because it's going to be sunny today and tomorrow yeah things seem to to, to slack off as far as the fluctuations and winds and then the cold right. fronts coming through and you're looking for right. a good pattern, put a few days of sun together, you know, warm up these waters. Yeah, and, like, steady these, for a few days. Yeah. It's going to really, uh, a big wave is going to start moving in. And uh, yeah. so it, it's about to really get pretty good right now. Yeah. Well, let's play thumbs up, thumbs down, Chris. Since you're talking about mm-hmm. fishing this weekend, let's focus in on this weekend. Uh, let's look mm-hmm. at the Chifunka River if we launch at 4th Street and head up north uh, towards the Boca Playa. Mm-hmm. That's definitely a thumbs up because that is a lot of good, shallow, clear water areas. for Great for spawning, and they also have good deep water access right next to them in the, in the corners. So that is definitely a good thumbs up. As thumbs this weekend goes Kalaya. on, yeah, I would definitely stay up against the bulkheads and all and the fish are really, you'll find them. You can fish one bulkhead back and forth all day and catch fish. Mm-hmm. All right, let's move on to Bayou Lacombe. Launch at Main Street and head south to Cypress Bayou. What you say about that? That's a thumbs up. That's, that's where I was this past weekend, and there's a lot of fish in Cypress right now. First-hand experience, uh, huh? <laughs> yeah, and I'm telling you that because I'm not going to be fishing there next weekend. So, <laughs> <laughs> no old back on me, that Chris. Um, any recommendations as far as baits to throw back there? Uh, believe it or not, I caught them on top water. I mean, frogs and chug bugs, short striking, and it was hard to get them to hook. But the only thing I could get a bite on was top water. So, the water temps was hovering right at 60 degrees, sometimes 58 to 60. But that's the only thing I get a bite on. So you'll be safe with spinner baits, square bills, or even some top water, whatever your favorite top water is. All right, Chris, move on to Lock One, launch at the lock and head north to Becky Lake. Mm-hmm. That's a thumbs up too. All three oh, thumbs, thumbs up. up. Three thumbs up. Ding 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 ding. <laughs> it's a throw for on that one. Uh, yeah. That place is littered with stumps. That whole field is littered with stumps. Uh, warming up the water, of course, and and you also got the main channel right there. They'll start moving in and staging on them stumps as they go back, and then you also have the back, uh, the banks to that bay that are just load up with spawners. And then once they spawn, they got a lot of grass there for the fry to hide in. So that's a great area right there this time of year. 
Chris, I watched uh, your latest episode of Tackle Talk on your YouTube channel. Uh, for those who don't know, uh, every Thursday Chris puts out a Tackle Talk uh, tip for uh, bass fishing, and, and you can find that at CB Bassin. Uh, Chris, you talked about you know using trailers on our spinner baits. Uh, a lot of guys mm-hmm. use trailers, especially the tournament bass fishermen, because it you know it adds some bulk to the lure. Uh, big fish at big baits being the mentality here. But uh, talk a little bit about what happens when you take that plastic bait off and you trash it or throw it back in your box. What happens to that hook on the spinner bait? Well, a lot of these soft plastics have salts in them. And when you leave a like a little swim bait trail on a jig or spinner bait and you throw it in your tackle box, you go back there a couple of weeks later and the brust. Uh that's you gotta start taking off the trailers. As soon as you get done with that lure before you put it away, take that trailer off because that salt in that lure is just gonna rust that hook out. And of course you ruin your favorite spinner bait or jig or whatever you what have you. Yep, yep. I've had that happen and actually I didn't know why. So that that's that salt on that lure, huh, kind of rubs off on that hook and starts the rust process. Yep. All right, Chris. Uh, doing any fishing Sunday or this week? Uh, I don't know yet, Keith. I might, I might not. We'll see how it goes. <laughs> Got a lot yeah, of stuff yeah, to do. Yeah, with this weather, huh? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right, Chris. Thanks so much for joining us, man. All right. Thank you, Keith. All right. Chris Basie right there talking bass fishing and, and tournament fishing on the North Shore. Always good to hear from him. Uh, big fish are moving in. We've seen an eight already caught, and maybe we'll see a 10-pounder caught again this year like we had last year. Uh, also, I want to remind anyone who needs information as far as these bass tournaments go, you can go to NorthShoreFishingReport.com and click on the North Shore Bass Series page, and it's got all the tournament results and upcoming tournament information you need right there. Also, you can use that to find out uh, any tournaments that have you know, been canceled or any uh, results that we get from all our North Shore tournaments. Okay, we talked about spawning bass. Uh, but that's not the only thing spawning these days. Uh, the succulate bite is about to bust loose. Or as Mr. Green would say, it's about to bust out. <laughs> the warmer weather is here, and those succulate are awfully close to turning on in the shallows. Uh, but we'll hear from Ray Miller coming up and See what he's seeing out there. Get some tips from him on targeting crappie in the shallows. Keep it tuned right here for more North Shore Fishing Report on More Outdoors. And welcome back. Up next, we're going to check in with Cajun Ray Miller of Madisonville. Ray is one of our go-to guys here on the North Shore Fishing Report for Sokolay. Uh Ray, I, I, I know it's very, very close. We're starting to see those reports of guys sniffing around the shallows, but I haven't seen anything yet to say that those fish are betting yet. But, hey. That could change overnight. What's the scoop as far as, as the spawn goes, Ray? Are you seeing anything up next up next to the bank yet? No. It's getting close, though. Now, if, uh, you know, we've had so much rain and so many hurricane days. I'm, I mean, the wind's been terrible. Uh, so, but um, we're, we're seeing little spots of it here and there in the river. In fact, I'm on the river right now. And uh, we're fishing around grass beds and stuff uh, off the bank. You know, with this little cold snap that's going to push them under, you know, a little bit further out and maybe under the grass. So we're hoping that the sun's going to – we're fishing a bank right now that's in the sun. And uh, hopefully it will warm it up enough to where these fish will get active because there's no activity on the water whatsoever. We've caught one so far. Uh, but, uh, yeah, it's been, a, it's been a little slow. But come March 9th when the next full moon comes up, 
And that water temperature around 62, Mother Nature cracks the whip and says, come on, let's get it. You know, so it's going to oh, happen. Yeah. It's coming. Oh, yeah, man. I know it's coming. I know it's coming. Like I said, all we need to do is miss one of these cold fronts. You know, they get weaker and weaker, and all it takes is one of these fronts yeah. to not be able to make it down. And then you got, like, you know, a week or two of no cold fronts, and it just warms right. up, and I think those fish move uh, up. Yeah, because that front, that front came through Thursday. Had a friend of mine went Wednesday over in the Zalmans. Man, he wore them out. Just wore them out on the bank. You hmm. know, but, uh, you know, but that's just the water was beautiful where he's at. But in the Tefuncta River, man, this water's been muddy for weeks. How far are you tucked back up in one of those canals to get out of that muddy water? Um, um, well, I'm at the back end of a canal, and the water's still murky. It's not muddy hmm. like the river. But it's still muddy, you know. Mm-hmm. So it's, I Pretty mean, it's, but with this north wind, with this heavy north wind, you know, like yesterday it was twenty five mile an hour winds. Jeez, we could not. My trolling motor on high couldn't hardly fight the wind. Sometimes it was horrible. Yeah. You put any fish in a boat yet? Uh, this morning we put one. Uh, yesterday we uh, we only caught uh, one sockeye, and we we I uh, say, and we caught we kept four. Uh, three goggle-eye, big goggle-eye, and one chicken pen. That was it for us. We found them uh, where they're at, but I couldn't stay on them. Like I said, the wind was blowing too hard. Couldn't fight the wind, and we were way at the back. We were in a canal. You'd think we'd been we'd be protected, but no, didn't work that way. Mm-hmm. Actually, I was in Bayou Lacombe yesterday, and the water uh, in the canals and Bayou Lacombe is usually clear. You know, the, dynamic, the dynamics of Lacoma have changed because it used to be years ago, it could rain for a month and the water was always clear. But I guess there's a lot of construction stuff going on up north of Lacombe. So we were way in the back end of some canals that are typically crystal clear, and it was muddy. So, uh, but, uh, the, but the main problem we had yesterday was just fight that wind. Those white caps in the main main canal. It was. It was <laughs> not a good sign, huh? <laughs> yeah, you know, about eleven thirty, I looked at Boudreau and I said, "Man, it's time to go home." In fact, Adam was out there fishing with his nephew, and at ten o'clock, he packed it up, went to the house. He, he said, "I got enough of this." So, but who are you fishing with today? Understand. Huh? I'm fishing with Boudreau, my brother-in-law. Now, okay. Bayou Lacombe, Prior to this cold front. I've got two friends that were went one day and caught 40, went another day caught 35. So if you hit it right, you know, the right temperature and no wind and everything calm, you go beat the bank, they're there. I said, we finally found them, but I couldn't stay on them. But uh, they were up under, some, under the grass. So I was kind of trying to punch, you know, find some little pockets in the grass, and that's how we caught the fish we caught. But, uh, but yeah, they had a couple of good trips. And uh, and another friend of mine caught 15 one day. He just went for a couple hours and caught 15. So the fish are showing up at the cone, you know, and it clears yeah. up quicker than the Chifuncta, uh does. And, yeah, I tell you, uh, and, go ahead. My attention is really on Bayou Lacombe this year. I've seen that Bayou bounce back as far as Sokolay goes. Yeah. Uh, I think it this is. spring is going to be a great year for Bayou Lacombe. And I really believe I it. I think so, too. Um, because the last couple of years, Boudreaux and I haven't fared very well uh, in, in Bayou Lacombe, and that used to be pretty much our go-to place, uh, you know, because in the, in the summertime there's so much boat traffic because Boudreaux only comes in on the weekend, so we didn't want to 
get on the Chifuncta at all because there's so much boat traffic. So we go we go to Bayou Lacombe. And, uh, boy, let me tell you what, chicken pen and, and uh, gagala, we just wear them out in the summertime out there and have no, don't have any people bothering us. You know, we don't have all the boat traffic. It's an awesome yeah, place. Yeah. Like I said, if, you know, it's, but it's been making a bounce back. I talked to Forrest often about it. We had a good talk about it yesterday. He said, man, he said, I'm glad you're all out here because I wouldn't have come out here today. <laughs> so looking at some of his new stuff, so. But, uh, yeah, March 9th, uh, all of them, the Chifunka, the Tickfall, Bayou Lacombe, they're all going to be, it should be on fire by that time if we don't have any weather that we're not anticipating, you know. But uh, with 62-degree temperature on the water and the full moon, it's on. Mother Nature makes them go at it, you know. So Absolutely. Hopefully Ray, talk a little bit about be the trick. Talk talk a little bit about what you're going to be using when these fish move up, and you're you're putting that jig underneath a cork. Well, I use a slip cork, and I fish no more than two foot. Usually, it's about a foot and a half, and uh, I'm fishing with. Uh, it, it it depends on how much grass I'm fishing, but I like to fish with a thirty second of an ounce or a sixteenth. Uh, and right now, I'm using black and gold. Uh, you know, I'm using uh, some hair jigs. And also uh, like to use uh, maybe uh, the one I call puke, orange, white, and chartreuse. Actually, that's the one we caught on this morning so far. You know, we're getting a couple of bites on that. Uh, in the river and the um, antique fall, one of the best colors we've had the last two years has been black, green, and chartreuse. But, uh, you know, black and chartreuse, you know, so those are the typical colors uh, that you're going to catch them. Uh, but if you can, if you're in an area where you can go light, a 30 seconds of an ounce, so you have a slow fall, and it's quick. You can move down the bank pretty quick. You you don't want to sit there, you know, for 10, 15 minutes waiting on a bite. You know, you can move pretty quick because if the fish are there, it's an instant hit. I mean, you got to be mm-hmm. paying attention because you will miss them if you're not paying attention because it's very fast. Sometimes they're just knocking your bait out of the way to get it off the nest. You know, and they might do that a couple of times, and then they're going to hit it, I guess, just out of aggravation. But you better be prepared because it is going to be a fast bite. And also the spawn is a quick thing. It's not, uh, well, they're on, they're on the spawn, so all the fish are going to be on the bank. No, they go up and down, back and forth, back and forth. The best way I've ever heard, heard it put was uh, our buddy John. He said it's a one-night stand. The male comes out <laughs> there, he, he, uh, he fans the nest, the female comes, lays her eggs, and then she's gone. She she gets off the nest, and he stays there. The eggs, it's a really quick thing because the eggs start to hatch for three to five days. So mm-hmm. that's not a lot of time. And then, then he's gone. So then the next, you know, the next few of them will move in, and, you know, so it's, but it's on and off. Last year, Boudreaux and I were in a canal. We caught 28. We came back the next morning to the exact same spot, exact same bait, and caught nothing. Mm. So that's what I'm telling you. It's, uh, it's, it's. You just got to keep checking. That's one of those yeah, fish yeah. trips. Just got to keep checking because they're yeah. going to be there on and off. You know. Yeah, I checked the records. Like that the whole month of March. Oh, yeah, I checked the records last year to see because man, last year it, it felt like when they came, when it was on, it was on. It was uh, the middle of the first week of March to about the middle of March. I mean, it was heavy duty, and then it just, oh, just yeah. went away right after that. So that's right. Uh, it keeping, goes away. You know. 
keeping numbers and, and fishing reports really, really helps for Sokolay, especially during this, this spawn. Go back on the website and look through last year when, when all those reports, when we had Sokolay Week on, on NorthshoreFishingReport.com. That was the second week in March, and, boy, it was hot and heavy during that week. Oh, yeah, and it should be. It's <laughs> going to be. <laughs> and we hope yep, it's going to be. Oh, it always, right. always does. Always happens. Always happens. Well, thanks so much for joining us this morning, Mr. Ray. Uh, good luck the rest of the day. Fill me in on what happened, or I can just go to the website and check out yeah, your we're, report there. We're in these canals, and uh, Adam's out here as well. I'm going to see if I can't twist his arm, make him do a report. He's out in the river fishing some boat docks, so we'll try to get some answers for you today. Look forward to it, Mr. Ray. Take All right. Care. All right. Bye. Be safe. All right, Ray Miller right there. Keeping us keeping the succulent population down on the North Shore, and like Ray says, those corks could be coming out pretty soon. Easy pickings for succulent. Uh, succulent reports are going to start rolling in. Love this time of year. The bass spawn, everything spawning bluegill, uh, the bass. Great time to beat the bank. All right, I want to thank our guest this morning, Andy Jones of Wicked Charters, uh, Chris Basie of CB Bassin, and you just heard him right there, Cajun Ray Miller, the succulent killer. Hope you enjoyed the show this morning. I certainly had fun talking all about fishing on the North Shore. Thanks for listening. And Don will pick back up next Saturday with another edition of More Outdoors from 7 to 9. Heard right here on WWL 105.3 HD2. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.